0: Juventini, welcome back to the All Juve cast. This is episode nine. And good morning, gents. What a fine morning. Winning the Derby della Mola. And our boy, Locatelli, finding the
1: winner. Boys, feeling good? You're feeling great. Terrain is black and white. I'm finally on an All Juve cast where we don't shit the bed. It's good, you know? Yeah, yeah. Who's been. <laughs> dying for this
0: one uh yeah it's good we've had to put in some uh rough shifts together uh yeah. but yeah it's great to have you back man we're getting everybody back eric making uh his uh return yesterday ended up winning the prediction calls um yesterday so congrats to eric uh you win absolutely nothing uh except pride uh, but take that uh, Lucci's with us cliffs with us and boys this is going to be a a fun fun recap uh, looking forward to this one um thoughts going into this match we'll get on everybody's feelings we were pretty confident on the panel in the morning show yesterday all predicted victories um some clean sheet calls as well finally i think breaking the streak of what 20 syria matches without a clean sheet so that was uh tops and uh, of course getting the victory but how are you guys feeling because uh you know you guys we were talking in the chat whatnot but uh we'll share your thoughts going into this one some Juventini out there were feeling this could easily be that uh trip up game coming off the big win against Chelsea but uh were you guys all feeling as confident as we were on the morning show or what let's start with Lou
1: um yeah I, I felt confident I th- thought that we could get the three points um you know, Torino have had a good start to the season, so I didn't think it would be an, an easy three points that usually never is, but uh, I was pretty confident we get the win and was riding high after Chelsea, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Cliff, how are you feeling going into this one?
2: So, going into this one, I knew it was going to be a, a really tough matchup because the, the Derby is always, um, you know, very physical, a lot of um, difficult play. So, I wasn't on the morning show like the great Eric and Anthony and Omer. But I thought it was going to be a one nothing. I actually was going to call this a one nothing um, win for Juventus because I knew how tight it would be. Um, but I felt good about the win.
3: There you go,
0: Lucci. How are you feeling going into it?
2: Yeah, I
3: was a little nervous going in. Uh, Ivan Juric is a is a very good coach, and you know he's done well with Verona. He's doing fairly well with Torino to start the season. But I was I was hopeful that we would get the job done. Um, it was a little more nerve wracking than we had hoped, but you know, Locatelli comes in and saves the day again. So got to love it.
0: There you go. You do got to love it. You do got to love it. This was uh fantastic. We're going to go through a uh, quick recap in the key moments of this match. And, uh, we've got some, uh, graphics too. We'll bring them up and just talk, touch on the talking points here. Really kicked off super strong for UV. Um, we're talking like a couple minutes in and, uh, Keane ends up getting an opportunity basically from the exact same spot Chiesa did against Chelsea um, out wide there. You saw Chiesa, arms down, wanting that ball distributed inside to him. But, man, it's hard. And I even said uh, with um, uh, Chiesa against Chelsea, it's hard for these guys not to shoot from there. Um, Keane was head down. He was always going to have this go. But, yeah, unfortunately, it goes wide. Don't get anything out of it. Kiesa a little bit frustrated there, but is what it is. Five minutes, a few minutes later, McKenny. it's a great opportunity on a rebound and boys ooh, <sighs> should have done better or what? Like it's tough because he's trying to hit it on the one time. I thought he could have potentially settled that. Hey, how'd you guys feel about that one?
1: Yeah. It took a kind of a weird deflection before he, uh, he hit that, but I thought he could have at least put it on net. you know? from that it started
0: right. yeah you're right it started to go outside on him yeah um, like it looks like he was lining up for volley fine and then all of a sudden it took like a weird spin off that bounce. um uh, but yeah i don't know Lucci. what do you think
3: yeah i don't know he he was very disappointing for me yesterday that that was yeah. one of them there was a couple passes he misplaced there was an even a, a chance later i believe in the second half that he definitely should have done better um I don't know if it's a confidence thing with him or because watching him last year and this year, it's practically been night and day. So, Yeah.
0: Do you attribute that to uh, last year, the amount of minutes McKinney was getting versus so far this season?
3: That could be one reason. I also think maybe Max wants him to do something a little different compared to what Pirlo may have been asking of him, where he's maybe not so comfortable. It could be a whole bunch of things, you know, confidence, playing time, so on and so forth.
0: For sure. Alex P saying Weston is gone, in his opinion. Um, you never know, man. I don't I don't know. Like after this whole America thing, and like he seems kind of shook a bit and his minutes went down like in preseason. I don't know about you guys, but it seemed pretty positive about the words coming from Allegri in terms of Weston and everything. And I thought he was gonna play more of a role. Um Lou, are you kind of shocked that we're not getting as much
1: of him? A little bit. Um it, that role that they had him played in yesterday, I think is, is tailored made for like what we saw from McKinney last year. So it is a little surprising that he doesn't get more minutes, but then when you watch like the play that's been shown, you know, I assume it's probably similar in training, you know, it's been very frustrating this year. And even towards the end of the last year, we saw a little bit of this, There something kind of went wrong with McKinney towards the end of last year. That hasn't really been right since.
0: Yeah. Cliff, what do you think? terms of mckinney
2: so i've i've always been a believer in mckinney um but this is one of the worst games i've seen him play just looked Mm -hmm. very lost um was misplacing passes was out of position multiple times um it's unfortunate because i think he has a really high work rate um we've seen him be able to go from one end of the pitch to the other and end up scoring he's very useful in corners um he he has a, a lot of really good attributes he's not the most technical player but when you have a high work rate and you're willing to throw your body around, you don't need to be the most technical, most technically gifted player. Um, but this is absolutely one of the worst games we've seen from him, in my opinion, and I think in most people's opinions. But I don't think it's ready. I don't think we should be ready to give up on him. He's only 23. Um, he's still young. I, I don't think you could really replace a player like that. You could take off the bench or bring off the bench um, with that high work rate, that high energy, because um, we don't have a lot of players like that. At least in the yeah. field, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, that's a good shout. Um, but uh, yeah, he's definitely, definitely got some work ahead of him. Got to pick it up. Um, we finished the first half. Like, um, again, we came out of the gate so strong. Then there's a bit of, uh, bit of a wee, but not super imposing from uh, Torino. We really just finished up with another opportunity <laughs> late in the half by uh, Locatelli on this particular play. Comes in, gets into a good shooting spot. Shot goes wide little bit of a late challenger. How are you guys feeling? Uh, there were some shouts for potentially a late challenger on a PK. What were your guys' thoughts? For me, it wasn't. But uh, let's go around the horn with Lucci.
3: Yeah, no, I don't think it was a PK either. Um, yeah. Yeah, just don't see it. Yeah. Cliff?
2: For as soft as the game is getting, I think that's a penalty, in my opinion. If you're going to call a lot of other stuff, I think that's a penalty. It's um, mm. a late challenge, in my opinion. He gets his legs. Um, I think it's a penalty.
1: Huh. Lou? Uh yeah, I i don't think I'm Lucci. I don't think it was, but Cliff does have a good point. You know, like what they call now, it, it could have been. It would have been soft if it was given, but
0: yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. let's let's reverse the rules. If it were on us, we would have lost our minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I'm I'm okay with that one uh not being um so going to halftime. Um yeah. A little bit of a cagey start, uh, probably missing out on getting a few goals here, which we thought we could have really early in this one, which would have been huge, but it's okay. We move to the second half. We get a sub. Keen off, Quadrado in. Your guys' initial thoughts as that sub's made. Uh,
1: Lou? Um, Yeah, I was a little surprised. I thought that maybe they were going to take one of the uh, the midfielders off because Robbie and McKinney both had pretty terrible performances. Um, so I, I thought that maybe they were going to go that way, but McKean also, you know, had not so great of a half. So Allegri kind of went back to the false nine and, uh, you know, bringing on Quadrado was the move to make. So it was just a matter for who.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Lucci and uh, Cliff, how are you guys feeling about that change? Yeah. I
3: I wasn't surprised. I actually did think it was going to be Rabiot though. I I think, um, he was very poor yesterday, but. Um. Yeah, Keen, Keen. wasn't much better, to be honest. So it is. Yeah, I was fine with it. Yeah,
2: Cliff. Rabio being poor. Wow, what a shocker. Um, but <laughs> Easy in terms boys. of, um, but in terms of Keen, I thought his movement most of the game. Like he was making the right runs. It was just that he couldn't be clinical and he was missing passes. But I understand why he took him off because he was missing some some chances. Um. But Cuadrado, as soon as he came in, he was an immediate impact. Media yeah impact i love the move and Allegri got it right in that um in that one instance
0: yeah and everybody here in the comments uh, ivan grow who's it's great having him on uh you'll uh, usually see him out here uh, it's nice having him on the move that changed the game um alex p quadrado humongous yeah it was it was a big big uh change impacted the game uh, tremendously Uh, We get back to uh, the opportunities in the second half. And the second half was so strong from Juve, boys. So, so strong. And uh, we kick it off, 52nd minute. Doesn't take long. Again, Quadrado with the ball. Sandro absolutely stonewalled from the keeper, point blank. Um, Massive, massive save, man. Massive, Mm -hmm. massive save, keeping it level. Um, but yeah, man, Juve's, uh, turning it up, cranking it on 55th minute. We get a big opportunity from, uh, Quadrado, but his drives uh stop by the keeper. Um, we get, uh, the 70th minute Locatelli, Locatelli gets into, uh, a good, good spot, misses the target. And you see how upset he is after missing that yeah. shot. And it was a pretty like long range effort right but he's just on himself and i'm thinking holy man this guy like he's i don't know man it's just different with him um you could see everything uh like how much everything means
2: to him you
0: Mm -hmm. know even the littlest of errors whatever Mm -hmm. and uh, he's been stepping up his game uh match after match after match and in some of them again a lot of people hold it to statistics and offensive uh, contributions and whatnot, but he does so much defensively too. I was giving him a lot of praise in the match day live. Eric actually called him out as being the man of the match in this one. And it was a great shout 70th minute. He got a good spot, misses the target um, 80th minute. We get a sub Kulishevsky comes in for bernardeski And this was the first time. Kulishevsky made the right impact, I think, this season. Like it was a great, great impact. Uh, would you guys agree with me on uh, Kulishevsky
1: finally making that impact? Yeah, he uh, he looked like the Kulishevsky from Parma a little bit. Like the the uh, he had some really good moves. He almost had a couple uh, assist or two, and nearly had a great goal. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was good to see because I think we're all kind of waiting to see that talent
0: yeah yeah absolutely and then uh boys we get to 85th minute the 85th minute so we get uh, a little bit of a build-up left side chiesa ends up finding our boy locatelli locatelli steps in hits this thing tips from the keeper but not enough look at this Delict just getting the best view from oh, behind he sees that open cage loca No mistake, keeper, just get tips, but that don't mean nothing. Beautiful, beautiful hit from Locatelli. The celebration was everything. Um, This was fantastic goal, boys. Exactly what he's brought in uh, to do, which is boost our midfield and do something our guys haven't been doing, which is getting those goal contributions out of there. And uh, this was just massive. Sick, sick goal, boys. Um, How my, My question to you guys is, How much did you guys lose it when this thing goes in? Let's hear about
1: these reactions. Lou. This this picture, man, every time it makes me celebrate like Mourinho at the (laughs) Olimpico. That's that's literally like I was running around my living room like a madman. Oh, yeah.
0: Lucci. I'm guaranteed Lucci's tarp came off. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I,
3: I wish. No, I was actually at work watching it outside. Uh, I had to sneak away for a couple hours, uh, which was no one really gave me as much hate, so it was okay. But I, I started screaming outside. I, I hope no one heard me, but uh, it was definitely oh, worth it.
2: That's awesome. Awesome. Cliff, I fell off my couch. I was screaming. I was rolling on the floor. I was so happy. I couldn't contain myself. And the thing was, when you when a midfielder scores a banger like that, it just hits different, man. Especially when like, Locatelli is considered a defensive mid. The fact that he scored that—he's got so much technical ability. It was just phenomenal. I was losing my mind. My parents, oh, was like, my parents were like, "What? Were you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, Juve just scored."
0: Oh man, so so good. Uh, Anthony scared my daughter, pissed off my wife. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. Um, yeah, guys, phenomenal, phenomenal match uh, from Juve. And this is one of the things. It's so funny because. For a couple seasons there, as Juve tried to regroup, tried to rebrand, tried to get this new identity, everybody was talking about beautiful football. This was beautiful football, boys. One nil game, but beautiful football. Juve could have taken them to the sword early on, but they didn't. And then what happens? The guy that we brought back, that we were banking on doing things like this, which was changing games with certain decisions is starting to do that Mm -hmm. the biggest thing is not only is the team starting to find the rhythm Allegri is starting to find his rhythm um and that's what bodes well the most for juve in my personal opinion my summary on this game is just again max pulling the right strings and the mentality is starting to change and you could see it um summarize this game just great great amount of, uh, effort, determination and focus for the whole 90 minutes, another solid, solid performance. I was happy with uh, everything. Sure. There were a few performances as we're going to get to the man of the match and our ratings. Um, but overall I'm ecstatic, man, ecstatic with, uh, the turnaround and how the team's looking, uh, going into this break, uh, Lucci, your uh, summary on this uh, particular match.
3: Yeah, uh, like I said, it got a little nerve-wracking when we couldn't find one earlier, but you know, the boys pushed and it's nice to see that, you know, like Chiesa, Locatelli, even Cellini was trying to get involved, trying to make something happen. You just, you love when you see him, you know, practically in the other box when, you know, it's not a set piece or anything, but you know, it, it, it's good to have these these young Italians that grew up, you know, idolizing Juventus that want to be there, that want to play for the shirt, not there just for the money because it shows in their play and you can see that yesterday. Um, you know, even in the past few weeks, it's starting to come out. And I think we're definitely right on, you know, going on the right track where we need to go, where we need to be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cliff.
2: So, what I love is for Juventus, they have one player basically in each phase of the game where they have a leader. They've Delit out the back, who's going to be the future at our center back position. We have Locatelli in the middle, a commanding presence. And then we have Chiesa up top, who I think can become a leader. So you have one player in each phase of the game who can take control of their respective space. So DeLitt takes care of the back. Locatelli coordinates the middle. And Chiesa coordinates the forwards up top. I think it's just a perfect setting. And then... Moving forward, it looks like the mentality is changing, like you said, in these players. Locatelli's bringing a certain Fino alla Fine mentality. And all, all these other players are doing the little things. They're getting the little things right. You don't have to win five nothing to be successful. You could win one nothing and win a classic Juve match as of um as the past games have always been. So this is a really good step in the right direction.
1: There you go. There you go, Lou. Yeah, I I echo this, the, the sentiments. It's um You know to get a win like that in the derby you know the push for that that last goal and you know the 86 minute you know just to keep going for it it shows that there's a shift in mentality in this team you know the last two years I mean we could we could have been down one nil we could have ended up a nil nil draw I mean they didn't have that mentality but now you have not just your old guard Keilini Bonucci who understand what it means to play for Juventus but now you have Chiesa and dilit and you know Locatelli you know some of these guys just came off the Euro Bernardeschi, and it it makes it makes all the difference and one thing that I really like is and this is different from the last time Allegri was here is you always notice the kelini and Bonucci very they're almost like assistant coaches when they're on the bench they're right on the touchline and that is you know you need your senior leaders to keep pushing that mentality in the rest of the squad and it's I think it's very translated to the pitch. I'm actually kind of surprised how quick it's translated to the pitch because I thought I thought this rebuild was going to take a lot longer in terms of mentality. Yeah,
0: I'd I'd have to uh, agree too. Uh, but again, these uh, some of these younger guys are growing uh, at a pretty solid rate, um, and it's fantastic. And we're getting uh, what some of us called for out of Locatelli very very quickly. Um, and yeah, I always said. You know, granted, if we believe that uh, we're still missing a certain profile in the middle, I said, make no mistake about the impact that Locatelli will make on his own because it will be big. Um, and I always believed in this kid. Um, and look at Lucci with the kid. I'm still waiting on mine. I'm so jealous, but he's got the nice Loca representing up there. Uh,
1: I think I was on a podcast with you where someone told us that he didn't score enough goals Yeah. Comments. Yeah. So Yeah. Whoever that was, take that. <laughs> exactly. How many how many goals
3: do Barella and Tonali have this season? This debate? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There
0: we go. We could get fired up and go easy. <laughs> and with the Serie A round table and uh, light those guys up. But no, it's good. Pretty s- crazy stri- uh, stat line in this is that Juve new signings have scored versus Torino in six out of their last seven matches. And all away games, too. And Lou brought this to my attention. That's crazy. 15 16, we had Kadira. 16 17 was Iguain. 18 19 was Ronaldo. 19 20 was Delict. 2021, Chiesa. And 21 22 Locatelli. Pretty wild, man. Awesome. Just wild, yeah. but uh, cool, cool stat. Always, always nice winning the Derby again. We're going into international break, we will get to that in a bit, though, because Anthony brought up a good question and a topic we wanted to touch on. Is it the right timing? Should we keep the rhythm going? I'm seeing this split on social media, but we will get to that. We're going to finish up with our man of the match sponsored by Striped Hearts Apparel. Go check them out, stripedheartsapparel.com, <laughs> guys. Man of the match. We're gonna kick this off. Lou representing the Lealta shirt, absolute beauty. We got a new drop too, and the Freddie Church teas are out, boys. Freddie Church tees. Okay, man of the match. Who wants to kick us off with their man of the match and also their lowest rated player? So Cliff's <laughs> gonna kick us off. Okay, let's go.
2: So it's our boy Locatelli, phenomenal game winning uh, game winning goal and played. Great the entire match, was um, just commanding the midfield. Nothing else needs to be said on him. Worst of the match was, you know, the Frenchman abroad, Adrien Rabiot. Absolutely awful, abysmal, as per usual.
0: Okay. There you go. Aggressive. Uh, Cliff, yeah, aggressive. very, very aggressive. Uh, <laughs> Cliff's not going to make many uh, French followers. Uh, but that's okay. <laughs> and uh, right. and let's go with your man of the match and uh, your lowest rated
3: uh it's got to be locatelli just you know for what he was able to do not only scoring but blocking shots dribbles tackles every the guy was all over the place i do think alexandro deserves a good shelter he found himself in some good spots he played i don't know who this guy is or what Allegri's given him but it's ridiculous and He's i love all the it. juice yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, for me the lowest it's got to be uh you know cliff's countryman mckenny uh he was he was terrible you know, he had better opportunities to score a goal compared to Rabiot shanked both. I don't think he completed a, a proper pass yesterday. Um, yeah, uh, it was, he was tough to watch. Left a lot to, to be watch. desired.
0: Let's just put it that way. Um, yeah, I, I'd probably agree there. Um, Lou, your man of the match.
1: your lowest. Yeah. So the man of the match, uh, for sure is Locatelli. Um, I do think Alexandra is a good shout, uh, he, he just looks so different back there. I mean, it, it's unbelievable how much of a U-turn he's taking because he looked like he was done last year. Uh, the worst, it's tough. Both Rabiot and McKinney were definitely the worst two players, but I think I'm gonna lean with McKennie there because of the missed chances. I love Weston. I'm a huge fan of McKinney's, but you Damn know it, they little. were like they were like Dumb and Dumber in the midfield there like yesterday. I mean, they both were there useless.
0: So. <laughs> I mean, it's tough for me uh not to give uh, Loka a man match, and I, I will say Locatelli was man of the match. I it has to be said how strong uh Delict and even uh um, the other um, team Men and, and Sandro. Sandro Delict for me are in the mix. Uh Quadrado could be an honorable mention. Um a lot of great, great performance, but it has to go to Locatelli, in my personal mm-hmm. opinion. Uh the lowest. I would say it's between Weston and even potentially Keen. Um, yeah. I think probably those two would have to be in the mix for the lowest. Um, I think Cliff, you know, this hatred for the French, it's uh, I gotta getting, push you know, my... getting the blinders on maybe a bit, man. But hey, uh...
2: hey, I am part French. I am part French, so let me let me put that out there. Okay, I mean, no, can, no. can you
1: really blame him?
2: Uh... <laughs> I have an anti rabbial agenda.
1: Your so you're not alone
0: cliff <laughs> we didn't even uh touch on uh, the post a Kulishevsky hit in like the 90th i mm-hmm, uh, yeah. actually slipped uh through the skimming the highlights there but yeah he hits the post in ninetieth. we talked about it he made a big impact uh finally coming off the bench he really has to do that because it seems that Allegri is just kind of content with using him in that particular role um do you guys foresee an opportunity that Kulu's going to be starting anytime soon, or The way the team's going, uh, is he going to kind of be having to make the most out of just those cameos? What do you guys uh, see for Kulishevsky moving forward?
1: Yeah, I I, I think that Allegra kind of like everyone else just doesn't know what to do with him. There, there seems to be a running theme with Kulishevsky that nobody knows like what his best position is. I think he's a really talented player, but you know, from the start it's 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 hard to start him from the start if you can't find like the best position for him you almost have to enter him in the game when it's possible um so i, I think going forward we're going to see him at least for now as a super sub yeah cliff
2: yeah i was gonna say i agree with luke because we saw last year he had moments of brilliance i think it was the first or second match of the season last year um he had a beautiful curling finish and i was like oh man this guy has some really good ability but as soon as Chiesa started coming on, I'm like, it's probably over for Kulisevsky in terms of getting the start at right wing. Um, I think he's out of the mix um, for that position. I think it's Cuadrado and Chiesa on the outside on the right. And then Kulisevsky might get spot starts here and there on the left. But I think right now he's best to utilize as a super sub. Um, and then, you know, working his way into the team, if he puts on some good performances, um, he could really, you know, start getting some matches. I think he'll play in like Copa. Copa Italia and stuff like that um but i don't think he's gonna be a set starter as of right now uh, but he could work his way into the squad for sure
0: yeah lucci what do you think
2: yeah i think
3: you're both right i would like to see him get some starts though and i thought yesterday would have been the perfect opportunity for him to start since juan didn't play you know you could play either berna with the false nine Kulu on the right um, case on the left and i do agree with enlightened buzz his Best position seems to be right wing, um, you know, where he can cut in, he can, you know, pick a pass, take a sh- curling shot, whatever it may be. Um, I would like to see him I, I, I start. I think that would boost his confidence a bit. Maybe he can score an early goal, get him, you know, get him going um, off the bench. It's a little tough, you know, maybe not playing in a particular position that he likes. But he was good yesterday. I have no issues with, uh, you know, he's he's been fine. I have no issues with him.
0: Yeah, and were coming in saying, to be fair on Kulu, he did well against Samp and a decent cameo against uh, yep. Chelsea and Torino and whatnot. I think, honestly, I kind of like what Allegri's doing because he's kind of just not throwing it out there for the sake of, and he doesn't need to. So it's almost like trying to push Kulu to earn that start, right? So I kind of, I'm with him on that, to be honest. is like... Get those cameos going and make it so that I kind of have to start you, right? So it's it's one way to pick it up because it's so different than what we were seeing before because before, even last year, I mean, last year was riddled with, like, the COVID, the injuries and everything, and it was like you couldn't, you couldn't do that.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, Pirlo
0: didn't, like, so many matches we talked about last season. He really had little options. You know what I mean? It was just like he has to play these guys. Yeah, And now when you're in a scenario where that's not the case, I think, yeah, the man management is massive. And I think I so far Allegri's um, done quite well, in my personal opinion, on how he's managing these guys, how he's taking care of the minutes and who he's playing. He got a little loose on one rotation. And oddly enough, after that game, we've won four in a row. So it's, he, he's dialed in and his substitutes now, again, that's a couple matches where it's early and it's quick and he's using them uh, prior and they've been the right calls and they've been making the impacts again, cool. a big, big key to this one. And Allegri could be in the talk for uh, a man of the match again and back to backs because he's pulling the right strings mm-hmm. and he's making the game uh, changing uh, moves, you know, you guys want to touch on that?
1: Yeah, go ahead, Cliff.
2: So it's a little bit off topic for this, but um, in terms of, well, so first of all, like what you said, I think he's making the right adjustments, Allegri. He's starting to realize, you know, how can I best utilize this team? He's making these adjustments, properly rotating the squad. But I'm going to keep saying this until I'm blue in the face or until it actually happens. Once Rovella gets into the mix, if they recall him from loan in the winter, I think you also give, you know, Allegri more to think about. You give him an extra option. You don't have to always be Stuck with Rabiot, Bentancourt, and McKinney. Adding another young face to this squad, I think you you can play a little bit more with this roster if you bring in Ravella. And people say, you know, Cliff, why do you keep pushing this Ravella thing? Because honestly, if you put him in that squad, he may be young. But if you put him um, in some of these situations, I guarantee you he'd probably flourish alongside Locatelli.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I was going to say about Allegri, you know, people need to remember that when Allegri left Juve and the Juve that we have now, it's very different. The league as a whole is very different. You know, like yeah. um, we have five substitutions now. That that is a learning curve for him. You know, a lot of the smaller teams they don't park the bus anymore. Like they, they come after you. That's a learning curve. I think that Allegri had to like find his feet feet a little bit and adjust to how Syria is, and he has. And now he knows not just that, but also like his team, you know, who he can rely on, you know, what can they do? And, and he's done really well and he's really kind of stuck out. I mean, you know, Wes McKinney hasn't had great form, but to give him a nod yesterday because Benton Court needed rest, you know, he, he's, he's sticking with his guns and he's, he's pushing, uh, you know, some of these players, uh, it it's good. You know, I, I think that he's, he's done a really good job to start the year, especially his last four matches. I mean, he's been man to match almost all of them, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lucci, you want to touch on this before we move on?
3: Yeah, I just, I, I do, I want to touch on Cliff's comment because I do like Rovella, but he's not coming in January. I'm going to agree with Ant on this one. I'm sorry, man, but you got to let it go. Yeah. Um, Danny uh, Lucci, you know, I, I love the kid. Don't get me wrong, but I think we'll see him in next season. But anyway. I I like what Allegri, like you guys said, he's he's found his his players that he wants to use. He has his setup now. The players are are starting to perform their to their potential, and we'll see. You know, once Dybala and Maratta come back, that'll only help. And um, you know, we look forward to to the next few games. Roma will not be you know a walk in the park, so we'll have to bring our our a game for that one too.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Rob had a question uh, coming in about Keane. <clears throat> is he on loan with obligation it is an obligation based on certain criteria the criteria i'm not 100 percent sure of but if he meets certain requirements it becomes an obligation for juventus to purchase is it a, um, so a certain that's just amount of
2: appearances is it like a certain amount of games he plays probably
0: i just said i don't know the details cliff oh.
2: i can can only assume because usually when they have a stipulation like that just giving you a hard
0: time buddy relax (laughs) um no i'm not sure i would assume that it has to do with appearances um i don't think they'd put a certain uh sometimes their goals like kiesa's involves goals hitting goals uh, double digits i think and uh, some other performances as far as where the team finishes and i would have to assume that keen's is somewhere uh, to do with appearances and kind of where the team finishes and whatnot, Mm -hmm. if I had to guess, but I don't have the details on it. But uh, with Ryola there, I would have to assume it's easily met criteria Mm -hmm. and that it will be an obligation. Mm -hmm. Um, He's not the type to put in obligations that uh, just won't, won't be met. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you'd have to expect that to happen. Speaking of Keen. Um, he gets the call up to the Azzurri as Chiro Immobile will not be a part of it. Uh, we've got the Nations League, uh, of course, uh, semis against Spain on Wednesday. Um Keane getting called up. And I also just want to talk about um, the Azzurri in general and Juve starting to reestablish this connection. And it's something that Juventini have talked about for the past couple of seasons where we started to get away from that. Obviously now enter the mix, Chiesa, Locatelli, Keane returns. Um, you've got Benucci, you've got uh, Chiellini, you have Bernardeschi and whatnot. Coincidence that we're also starting to get that family type feel back into the squad. Cause for a while during this decade of dominance, you always felt it was more than just a team. You know what I mean? And they always had that close knit bond and feel. Man, is it starting to get back to that? Does it feel like that for you guys? Um, let's kick it off with lucci on this topic.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's you can tell like I was mentioning before, you can see the passion in locatelli case uh, you know, along with obviously Bonucci and Calini. You know, they're they're there because they want to be there. They've played together with you know at the Euros. Uh and it, it's just, you know, they're like brothers. They're they're family now. It's you know, you go through that that challenge, that that tournament together. And, you, you know, you get everyone becomes closer and now you can see it on the pitch with Juve too. And, you know, the more pieces you add, you know, maybe Rovella will be there one day. It's, you know, it grows and it just, you know, it's a family. You love, you love to see that the way they celebrated the goal yesterday. Like that was great.
0: Yeah, it was, it was amazing, man. It's fantastic. And yeah, it's just, uh, again, I don't want to dwell on something that's in the past now, but that feeling was not the same over the past few seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it just it wasn't there. It was completely different. Benucci's interview shed some light into uh, a lot of aspects of this team that a lot of us, Juventini, had questions about. And that was how their mentality was, how they felt as a group and whatnot. And a little bit of uh, too much uh, over-reliance on one key figure took away from the collective. Somebody else mentioned um earlier in the live chat here and i wanted to bring it up as part of this topic but now our goals are coming as a collective um and we're starting to get contributions from a lot of outside guys and it's it's good it's it's what we need and it's just a part of bringing everybody together as a well-oiled machine and again Allegri pulling all the right strings it's coming together quite nicely mm-hmm. cliff and lou i want to get your guys's uh take on um
2: how you feel about this uh
0: basically reuniting with the, the azuri the links there and how you guys feel cliff
2: Do you want to go? oh okay i'll go first um so real quick i want to touch on your point about the key figure um off that instead of it all being from one player like 35 goals or whatever it is from one player you're you're starting to spread the wealth so you're starting to see the team kind of more organized it's not going through one person okay i'm gonna leave that alone now in yeah terms of the azuri um for juventus teams in the past we remember the backline of the bbc um, Bonucci, Barzagli, Chiellini. Um, obviously, that was a backbone of the Azzurri for a very long time. We had a lot of um, Azzurri on those Juventus teams. We had Marquisio, Buffon. The names go on and on. I love to see them getting back to the roots of bringing in young Italian players, bringing in Azzurri players, because then you have that chemistry, both at the national level and on the club level, and it makes it so much easier to put trust in your teammates and to know, like, okay, I'm getting the ball to Kiesa. I'm getting the ball to Bernardeschi. I know how they play. I know what they're going to do with this. I know they're going to find me if I get into the open space. You just you have that, like, that non spoken, that non verbal communication that you know the runs, you know how the player plays, and it's going to make the club team play so much smoother. So I'm really excited to see them bring in Locatelli Kiesa, and it's getting that, you know, that family feel, like you said once again.
1: Yeah, Lou. Yeah, I think I think there's a couple of facets. But uh, the first is, you know, given our situation as a club, you know, internationally, Juventus like in the build-up to buying Ronaldo, right? Juventus were an international brand. They had been to the Champions League final, you know, two times in three years. You know, there was a project that people from all leagues wanted to join. Right now, the project is one where you're looking at three coaches in three years. You're looking at exits to really bad. Uh, poor results in the Champions League, bad financials. You have to go back to where you can recruit, and that's domestically, you know, with Italian players because of your brand in Italy. And I think that's been part of the the mindset here is we're going back to roots, we're going back domestically because we have, you know, dealing with Sassuolo or Keane. You know, these are teams that we have dealt with in the past or players that we've dealt with in the past, and Juve just kind of stuck that out this year. And I think that the other part of this is, the Azzurri thrived on Bonucci and Kelini. They took the best parts of Bonucci and Chiellini and they just fed off of it all tournament, right? And you notice it with this team, especially how active they are on the touchline, is that Allegri is doing the same thing. He's pushing the mentality that he wants to this team through Chiellini, through Bonucci. That's why one of them is always on the pitch, aside from being great players. You, know, you have to have one of them because that's how you're going to drive your rebuild is right through those two players who have won everything, who are great leaders and are great players, you know? And I think another facet of that is Allegri himself, which is, you know, to do his tactics, which are very pragmatic and very defensive and very, you know, gut out results. That is an old Italian style. And you need Italian players to do that, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. These are great points by uh, all of you. But yeah, I mean, it could only bode well, really for uh uv and i agree with lou uh as well it's just getting back to uh the roots and uh maybe just you know juventus realized uh they were stretching themselves and the way they went about things was just a little bit off right uh but yeah honing it all in bringing it back to where uh, we were it's all good and it's uh it's looking good uh so far we climbed up uh to 11 points here Um, we're sitting at 8th. Obviously, you've got matches today. Uh, Lazio, uh, very, very (laughs) nice uh, finish there with Bologna. Love to see it. Uh, Thoughts with uh, Jerry Mancini. Uh, Hopefully, somebody can check on him. Uh, Yeah, he might be uh, buried in Nutella right now, drowning in his sorrows. But, uh, guys, Keane getting called up to the Azzurri. Keane seems to be one of the players right now that uh, there's a lot of uh, still 50-50 out there in terms of the fan base and i see it uh, all the time with him a lot of people just thinking he's just not good enough uh for juve um not sold on him regardless of uh, the goals at psg and think he was a lot of the comments are just he was sold for a reason shouldn't be back and just a lot of faith not much faith uh, in him really but uh i like the player always have um he's going back to the azuri the biggest thing for him is he's got to get his head in check that was always the question mark with him, um,
3: but how do you guys feel about uh, Keen, Lucci? Uh he was he was disappointing yesterday, I, I think. And and going to the Azuri, I'm not too sure if that's going to help him. I would have probably preferred him staying with Max, you know, discussing, you know, practicing, whatever, you know, to get him on 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 the same page. Uh, we don't know how long Maratha is going to be out. DiBala might not even be back for the next match. So, you know, you're going to have to rely on Keen to you know do something provide something and definitely more than he did yesterday that's for sure so you know th- there's no doubt the talent is there he's just got to get like you said his head into it you know he's got to, you know confidence is probably a big one with him as well I feel if he can get a couple starts where he can bag a couple that'll go a long way for him and and uv so ho- hopefully he can he can get it together you know we, we we're gonna need him no doubt
0: yeah, and I'm a big fan of his. I always have been. I like the fact that he could play across the front, mm-hmm. um, and I've always liked that about him. But uh, he's, yeah, I mean, he's still young. And, yeah, it wasn't a good showing yesterday, but I just don't understand the loss of faith in him and whatnot. Uh, Cliff and
1: Lou. Uh, Moise Keen and your guys' thoughts. Let's start with Lou. Um, yeah, I, he, Keen's interesting for me because I think there's a popular opinion. A lot of people see him as, like, a number nine. For me, I think Keane's more of a winger. I think last year, at PSG kind of proved that. Uh, I, I've always kind of thought that he's more of a Manzukic-like type winger, where it starts on the left, cuts in. But, um, yeah, I just think that there's the, – the fan base with Keen is really weird. is like weird expectation where when, when he was purchased this summer, like, this guy's not going to replace Ronaldo, which he was never supposed to. You know, like, that's a move for the future. Um, yeah. He just needs time like any young player. As far as the Azuri, it's a big chance for him because I think that he just missed out on the Euro squad. And um, this is a good opportunity for him to kind of carve his way into what could be the World Cup squad. So I'm excited for him.
0: Yeah. Cliff?
2: So for me, I could go on a whole segment and talk about Keane. I I think he's a great player. Um, And I disagree with Lucci. um, And everybody knows Lucci's my boy. We do his spaces (laughs) together. So he's my guy. But in terms of um, going to the duty, I actually think it's a positive because if he gets to go see how it's like to play for a very good collective unit with very good chemistry like they did um, in the Euros, I think he'll learn a little bit more about what it takes to really you know, find success and not just you know individual players, but with one collective unit, I think it will help him grow. Um, and I, I disagree with Lou. I think he's more of an out-and-out striker than he is a winger. He could play the wings if you wanted him to, but I think he's best suited um, up top. Um, and like when people I've heard people say, oh, he's gonna be the next Bellotelli. He's such a head case. One, he's not in the level that Bellotelli was, at least in terms of talent-wise that Bellotelli was at that age. Two, he's not a head case. I think he's just a very passionate, intense young man who's young and like likes to have fun. Like his little dance. People complain about his little dance. I think there's nothing wrong with that. He's just having fun. He's just, he's just a 20, 22, 23-year-old guy.
0: How many times have you practiced that? <laughs> it's actually pretty accurate. Yeah.
1: Let's <laughs> like uh, just you know, call man. in the mirror going like that. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: but yeah, like in all seriousness, I, I think he's got his head on his shoulders. Um, I think he's a fine player. I think he'll be fine. Um, and I think Allegri is going to, you know, rein him in when he needs to, and he'll let him go have fun when he wants to. Um, he's just still developing, and he's going to be perfectly fine going forward, it might be. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, yeah I, t- I tend to agree. Uh, I think... Uh, it's it's
2: yeah it,
0: it can never be really seen not as a positive for a player going to international duty I think it's good for Keen the biggest thing is too is we got to remember like Mancini kind of kind of bailed on him for a bit too right mm-hmm. so the fact that he's getting back to that is good I think and a positive and should help him and I think the errors that were there previously will be corrected and he just won't do that anymore right uh, you'd have to think and uh again, um, there's a lot of lot of potential there, and I think. I think he's a solid player and
1: he'll grow, and we just need to give yeah. him some time. But uh, uh, can I throw some- one one more thing about Keane? I just forgot. But uh, sorry to interrupt you. Oh, uh, no, go uh, ahead. The international break, you know, people write it off because it's the Nations League and it's whatever. But it's a game against Spain and then one against France and Belgium, uh, depending on how the result goes that could only be good for keen you know like if keen comes on and he scores a goal in one of those or he plays really well or maybe he plays the number nine role like that's just another you know that's more reps right Um, yeah so yeah i think that you know that can't be overslept you
3: know is he even gonna play though
1: he might you never know you never know
0: I and just-
1: Eric coming in here with comments
0: saying he's more surprised Eskamaki didn't get the call over King, but that'll be for our Azzurri talk. <laughs> we'll save all that for uh, the Azuri shows.
2: Can I say something Cliff- else? Um, the system also for Mancini is similar to Allegri. He plays a 4-3-3. So if King plays up top, he'll kind of understand how to play that role better um, once he comes back to the club team.
0: Yeah, I mean, for sure. It'll, it will it can only help, I think, you know, Um these guys, uh, again, links with the Azuri, chemistry, all that, it all plays a part, right? Uh, Rob coming in here with uh, a question about Bernardeski and his contract coming mm-hmm. to an end. Does he get an extension? We want to not only talk about Bernardeschi, but Quadrado as well, as uh, both of these guys uh, need to extend. Quadrado, apparently the issue is time. Uh, from what uh, I see, um, Lou, it's uh, him going for two years. Juve looking at one, I believe.
1: Yeah, the new report is that Cuadrado wants a, a solid two. Juventus wants to do one year with an option for a second.
0: Okay, there you go. So let's start with Cuadrado before we get to Um Cuadrado extension, two years. You good with that, Lou?
1: Yeah, uh, well... Quadrado definitely gets extended, but I think they should do the the one year with the option for the second. Yeah, that would just, be ideal. Based on his age, I think that's the ideal kind of um, thing. I love Quadrado, so if he signs for two, you'll hear no complaints from me. But
0: Even if it takes two, Quadrado's yeah. got to be extended. Hey,
3: Lucci, Cliff? Yeah, I'm with Lou, 100%. Yeah.
2: yeah, I agree. He should be extended, but if you can't get that deal – Um, at least in terms of the, you know, try to push the one and the option. If you can do some sort of incentive, like if he gets, you know, X amount of contributions, you do the plus one option or something like that. Just try to work something out because he's too good of a quality player to, to have missing out of that squad. Yeah.
0: And now we get to Bernardeschi. Bernardeschi extension. Lucci.
3: Um, I think it depends how he finishes his season. Um, you know, he's had a couple good performances here. Hopefully he can grow on that and keeps, you know, doing, you know, something positive. You know, he's already looked better than he has in previous years, I think, anyway. Uh, it's It's going to come down to the rest of the season, I think. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's not extended.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't rule it out. And the reason is, is just losing leverage on any type of deals. Right. Yeah. Um, even if they try to move and whatnot. Um, but it's a, it's an interesting one. Uh, l- l- let's also talk about this before I ask Cliff and Lou the same question about uh extending him. How do we feel so far? Because the anticipation with Bernardeski was can he turn it around after you know being a pretty important piece for the Azuri and the Euros, uh, bagging the, like some clutch PKs. Changed his number with Juve. How's it going so far? Does he still does he still have to do way more to earn that? um In your guys's opinion, if we look at the
1: question that way, what do you guys think? Um, I, I Czapszynski is not great, not bad. That's just it's good. It, it's all right. You know, like he really good against Chelsea. I thought that his performance against Chelsea, aside from maybe the miss, which I think was a difficult attempt anyway
0: yeah
1: um was was really good um and you know yesterday he had some good moments but that game kind of was not really suited for him uh especially at the number nine with the loss we went false nine i thought he played a little bit better but uh as far as the contract goes at the moment i would say no if you look at like what he makes now like would you pay that again for x amount of years you would wow. you would essentially like have to try and go less especially given our financial situation which i don't think will be better in a year or two but i mean you never know bernard turns it around which i hope he does because i really like him as a player like i liked him when he signed you know um i'm for it He, he could be a good utility player he's a good locker room guy you know he's just a good force to have on the team it's just can they carve a rollout for him and until they do that i don't think there's a definite You know, um, yes or no on the extension? Yeah, yeah, Cliff.
2: So it really comes down to: Do you have anybody on that roster who you think can play that position that he plays? And I think you do with Kulisevsky. Um, You have a guy who could play cam, play center forward, he could play winger. So I think as of right now, it's a no for Bernardeski, just because you have a guy in the wings who could play those positions. But you know, let's see how, like Lucci said, let's see how the season plays out see if he improves. Let's see if he puts up decent numbers because then our mindsets could shift a little bit. I just want to add on to that if you don't mind, Dal.
3: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead because I was going to
0: piggyback off that too. Yeah.
3: Just to add on to Lou and Cliff, I think the problem is you let them walk for free. You don't have enough money to bring in someone else. So now you cause another problem, another hole that you can't really fill due to the financial problems. Yeah. I think – but if the, you can do a year or two contract, maybe at the same, maybe a little less, it would be a good. You need depth, right? You need yeah. quality off the bench.
1: But the the flip the flip side to that is, if you add him, and let's say Bernardeski never turns it around. Let's say, what if he gets worse? Hypothetically, then you have a player on the same on large wages that you know you kind of don't really know what to do with them.
3: Yeah, yeah, but I don't think he can get worse at this point. You know, we've seen him no, at his lows the past couple of years.
1: It's just it's just hypothetical, but yeah. you know, like um, it's it's a double edged sword. I get what you're saying because you're right because yeah. we might not be I've able been, to bring anyone else.
3: I've been seeing Rovella comes in, but Rovella is a completely different position, so that does not come into my comment. <laughs> well,
2: Rovella can play. <laughs> Sorry, what are you talking about? Well, the
0: thing is, is that here's the thing with Cliff's comment about well, you got Kulishevsky that can play all these positions. I don't think that's true of Kulishevsky. To be honest, I think the versatility in this kid's actually quite limited i think uh we we've seen him play in multiple positions i i think i'm starting to think he's just simply a pretty strong winger Mm -hmm. um to be honest um this even in replacement of tibala i'm starting to really question it with him um in terms of being that player in the hole uh playing off uh, uh off a nine and whatnot i don't really know I think he's pretty limited when it comes to the versatility. I will give the edge to Bernardeschi in terms of um, versatility because he has gone everywhere except for for (laughs) centre-back. Centre-back and goalkeeper. He's done it. The one thing with Bernardeschi, he'll never complain, and he always gives you 150%. His work rate is huge. He proved that against Chelsea, um, and he's actually done it every showing this season. I think he's actually like, ah, man, I think it's just people are still, still too hard on him. He's a weird, weird case though, because he changed his body composition from when he came from Fiorentina and he just, it changed everything. And I'm not sure why we ever faded from him as a right winger when he made good cameos in 1718 yeah. as a winger. It, it always struck me as strange. But his body composition changed. He packed on more uh, weight, muscle, and we never really went to him as a right winger.
1: I, th- I think that the the coaching change really affected Bernadeschi a bit because Allegri had some momentum there, and that last season, you know, especially in Europe, got a lot out of Bernardeschi. And then, you know, S- sorry, kind of used him in the weird role, um, and then Pirlo kind of was left with the damage done by sorry um so i i think that buradeski could be a player that you know maybe peaks a little later i mean he offers a lot to the team and especially the fact that he doesn't complain about his play time and you know he works really hard i personally would like to see him in the Rabiot role in the left like kind of the left side of the midfield i think buradeski could kill that role but i don't know yeah. if we'll ever see it
0: yeah I think the Bernardeski ones, uh, it, it's an interesting one for sure in terms of a uh, contract extension. It's definitely not clear cut, but we have some yeses. We have some no's amongst everybody here. Um, but yeah, it all depends on uh, how you weigh it and how you look at the team. Uh, right now, if you look at this squad, the versatility is what's making us stronger.
2: Mm-hmm. The
0: fact that you have the Danilos, the Quadrados, the Bernardeskis that can just you know plug and play in these other roles and do it happily you know what i mean and still play their part um, and the biggest thing with bernardeschi that i think helps him right now is something we've talked a lot about allegri which is it's not so much positions and formations and setups but it's roles what they're going to give you and bernardeschi while the ratings i feel have and not been fair to him even in the Chelsea match yeah giving Allegri exactly what he's needed from him um in those matches sure there's always room for improvement but you can say that even of our guys that are getting the top ratings mm-hmm. and there's still room for improvement so it's it's hard to always be on certain guys because it's the flavor of the week whatever and it's just like boom Oh, this is the guy this week. This is the guy this week. I'm Cliff. I hate Rabio. This is the guy. <laughs> um, but no, it's just, I think it's, it's a bit harsh. I think right now it's too early to call, um, on his extension, but let's, let's see what develops. Um, we've got some questions coming in. I know that there was Vlaovic talk earlier on in the live chat and, uh, well, what's he doing so far this year, right? Cause that was another thing where all of a sudden, like strong season numbers skyrockets so what he's got, like, Three goals, two PKs, one in open play. Mm-hmm. Something like I that, I that, think right?
1: so that, yeah. Cliff, you would, you know that you fall for Argentina.
2: <laughs> um, I actually not, I have not been checking in too much, but I mean, from what he's done, I think Vlaovic is just he's not slumping. He's just having a little bit of a slower start. But I mean, even a slow start for him is better than most strikers right now in Syria. He's still playing very well. Um, it's just that he hasn't had the, he's missed some opportunities, but he's also he hasn't gotten the distribution that he really needs up top but i think he's fine i would prefer Holland, but um i mean so would everybody
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i love this from rb con sorry this team is <laughs> uncoachable allegory hold my beer <laughs> i love that
2: i absolutely awesome. love that yeah we should tweet that that's funny yeah that's uh, that's gold
0: um <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's it's interesting with these guys uh plow uh again how much of it do you weigh on just the fact that he's at Fiorentina but Fiorentina's playing stronger right now? Because Chiesa, that was always the thing with him. Eh? People were attacking him on stats and I said, don't worry about the stats. That team is, yeah. uh, as uh, Anthony liked to say, they stink. Yeah. And uh, Chiesa's a good player. You just got to watch what's in front of him. Flawich is a good strong nine. No question. Is he worth the amount? Like That's a lot. That's a big investment, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to be pretty damn sure. The other aspect of it Morata, are we going to purchase him at the end? Um, you know, I can't really see it, but you never really know because financially, that's actually like yeah. half of going after a big guy. So, all of a sudden, the discussion kind of changes where we were always like, no, flat out no, but it's kind of an interesting I,
1: one, right? I, I'd also like His release clause is 80 million, right? Something like yeah. that. I don't, the hard part is like, as much as I really rate that player, he'd be a great signing. Do we think Juventus pony up eighty million next year when they have to pay Locatelli, Chiesa, and and maybe Keane? That's another like you know.
2: Because the thing is though, do you believe in Keane for your future? That's really that's what it comes down to. Do you believe he's your forward for the future? Because if you do, then you don't you don't even think about going after Blavich because you have your guy. Yeah, so uh, true. Sure.
0: I don't know because I don't see Keane as right yeah. now as that lead right yeah he's beautiful come on off the bench and in rotation but he's not like the guy and the argument is morata that guy so yeah. if you're halfway to a guy like lavich um or do you stay suit with uh morata it, it, it's it's a tough one and we got to keep in mind too what's going to affect and impact this decision for Juventus is the fact that even with the 400 million euro bond at the end of this season, they're still slated to be somewhere around what 129 in the hole deficit. It all, it all uh, it's all relative, right? So we'll see what happens. Um, We're going to go back to the international break for a second in terms of how it affects Juventus, but real quick, Kyle Georgie had a little cameo in this one. Um, just want to touch on your guys' thoughts from the brief, brief, uh, you know, little uh, cameo that we saw of Kayo Georgie.
1: Um, Lou? Uh, I thought, like, Kyle showed a little bit of promise. I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't there wasn't much to go off of, but yeah. his hold-up play looked really good. He almost had an assist. Um, you know, he showed some intelligence in the game, and it was a nice cameo. It took me by surprise. I didn't think we would see him in that match. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, just real quick before we get to uh, there's a comment here about Vlaovic doesn't have a release clause they're working on a renewal that includes a release clause yeah. so that's that's where the release clause comes into play is that he's most likely going to sign and re-sign with uh, Fiorentina but the release clause will be in there um, so that's kind of why that happens um, Cliff, Lucci Kyle George, and the brief, brief uh, glimpse of him
2: so the short amount that he played, he showed a few little nice, you know, you know, balls at his feet, you know, playing like, so he was stuck in the corner at one point and he, um, he received the ball with two guys, you know, flanking him on both sides. He was actually able to get out of it and pass it back and start the, um, start the recycling of play over again. So it's just like the little things that I saw where I was like, okay, I haven't seen much of this kid, but he looks like he at least has the IQ, mm-hmm. to you know, make the right passes, make the make the right runs. But I need to see more of him for yeah. sure.
3: Yeah, yeah. Lucci. For sure. And um, yeah, I thought he he looked good. He's definitely got some skill in there, you know, Brazilian player, and they always got a lot of flair in there. So hopefully Max can kind of rein him in and you know bring him into certain situations without, you know, where he can succeed, right? Because his confidence at 1920 will be huge. Um, you know, but he's from what I saw, I know it was only a couple minutes, but he looked better than Keen did in the first 45. And I know that's a tough comparison and everything, but um I think with you know, we're probably going to have a few more injuries throughout the season. I think he's going to get a couple opportunities to show what he can do. Um, but he's you know, lots of room to grow. You know, coming from the Brazilian league, still very young, but we'll see, we'll see what he can uh, he can do. Very, very promising.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think the, the hold up play was uh promising, and I think it's just uh, it's more just because of what we were seeing out of the other guy in this one who struggled and whatnot. But he's young, I think he's going to get moments. Excited to see him play. Um, and he could potentially add some, but he'll be in Copa Italia and whatnot. And we always knew this from the beginning, um, that uh Kyle Georgie was gonna be very, very limited in terms of minutes. Um, he wasn't on the Champions League list and whatnot, despite all the uh hype around the signing that came out of nowhere, you know, that was just a yeah guy, and whatnot. And it was like, oh yeah, his dreams to play Champions League he wants to play. It's okay. I get it, but Realistically, uh, he was always going to be uh, just kind of that guy that would probably be in some Copa matches off for rotation. Right now with Morata and him being back and Morata being potentially the end of October, the potential's there for some more minutes. So it's good to see him come in and, you know, look up to it um, and whatnot. So again, it's only a couple minutes, but we'll see what happens there with Kyle Jorge. The international break. Is this... A good time for Juve? Would it be better if we continued on in the momentum? Does it have no effect at all? Your guys' opinions on this as we wrap up uh, episode nine here. Let's kick it off with Lucci. Uh,
3: I want to say it's, it's kind of bad timing, to be honest. You know, the boys were finally, you know, they got the chemistry. You know, they're and Max is getting what he wants um, from the guys, and we're finally playing up to our potential. But... I think with the DiBala and Maratha injuries, it helps them because you know they're not missing too many matches. Which hopefully DiBala might be back for Roma. It'll be tight, uh, but yeah, I, I wish uh, I wish we could have played Roma. You know, next weekend that would I would have felt you know a little more comfortable coming you know into that. And you know, who knows if anyone picks up some injuries along the way? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, Cliff.
2: Yeah, Lucci's right. It came at a, a tough time because you know we're we're starting to play well, we're starting to get some momentum, and it's unfortunate. But like he said, there's also it's also a positive because you know DiBala and Morata need some rest. Um, they need to get back to full fitness. Um, so it's kind of a positive in a way. And at least some of these players like Locatelli, um, K- Kiesa, I believe those guys got the call-ups with Keane. Um, if they all play together, then they'll be getting the chemistry. Still, it's not like they're missing too much time. And you'll be seeing a lot more of the uh, dance from Keen. Hopefully, he scores a lot more goals in the international break. We gotta clip that. We gotta clip that. Stop it. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Um, oh, just give me a minute here. I gotta recover from that. Um, it's so good though. It's yeah, that's great. what
2: I mean. It's like you gotta clip him. I guarantee
0: he just sits at home
1: and like in front of a mirror and just practice. Yeah, that I, a I don't. Time. I'm just naturally yeah.
2: gifted dancer. What can that's I say? That's how you
1: promote spaces from now on, Cliff. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- that. Um, but yeah, it's. I think answer right. It's a little bit of both. The answer is is both basically. You know, it sucks because momentum, but it helps because some of these guys do need a little bit of a break and we need to get the back for Roma. And I'm encouraged that maybe he will be back. Um, it, it, they're professionals. I think that they'll, Allegri will have them fired up. I'm more worried about like Kalini coming back for Roma after playing in the international break, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you guys are right. I mean, positive and negative. I mean, uh, and Rob brings up here that uh, Roma after a break is not a positive in his opinion. I agree. You always want to keep things rolling. Um, Again, Dybala clearly wasn't going to go to international duty, so he's been kept back, which is great. If he can be back, that'll help us big time. Um, Yeah, it's just it is. It's both. You've got momentum now. You're rolling. Now you got an international break. Hopefully you can stay away from any type of injuries, you know, with the international break. Uh, cause again, one of the things with more ties to the Azuri and then these games, right? You're at risk with your guys playing those minutes and, uh, something happening. Hopefully it doesn't, but I don't know. Yeah. The positive is again, maybe Dibala is back, um, right after for the first one after the break and then you're okay. You get no injuries. I think it's still i think we're we're okay either way i think uh this team's grown quite a bit in the past week alone um the young guys again we're talking about the young guys um contributions and what they're going through and the adverse uh situation falling down so early could have been exactly what we needed to kind of spark the growth quicker in the young guys too right So everything happens for a reason. And this team, if we keep it rolling, quietly, quietly keep climbing that ladder one rung at a time, and you never know. The last question which was hit with me um, on social media was, are we and can we become contenders still this season? And that's going to be our final question to you guys as we wrap up. Can Juve get to a point where they can actually contend for that title after that slow, slow start? We're at 11 points now, not really far off. If you look at it, um, can we do it?
1: Where's uh,
0: your sense of belief? Where's the belief at? I, 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 like I think hours? so. I yeah. think
1: so. I think that there's. I think that this there's a long way to go in the season still. Um, and you know, Simone Inzaghi has had issues in the past with kind of like going the distance with Lazio teams in Inter have a better squad than Lazio, but you know, it's there, you know, Roma, Napoli, They're still as well as they played, there's still that, can you go the distance? And um, that's the thing that decides the title race. And uh, if you get some results against Roma and, and murder, when we come back, that's a whole nother title race. So they just gotta keep stacking up the wins here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That Roma one will be key. But yeah, and Napoli right now, you know, um, Mm 6-0, 18 points. Um, Can they keep it going? You know, but uh, Cliff and Lucci, what do you guys think? uh, Can we get in there and uh, start contending for that top spot?
2: So I think right now we're we're still in top four contention. And can we contend for Though, Of course. I think it's still very early on. Um, anybody can. It's really anybody's race. And I think if we keep stringing together these good um, these good wins, um, we keep the momentum going, I think there's a really good chance. Um, and Anthony is very, very confident. Oh, He's no. A the prediction guy. guy. Um,
3: Bad news you start, already.
2: Yeah, we're going to start calling him Mr. 100%. But, yeah. I mean... I think yeah, I mean this, yeah, I know Anthony. What what the hell do I know, right? I work in uh, insurance. What do I know uh, about Live from the
1: boiler room? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: But yeah, I mean they have a good a chance as any. Um, but I mean ask me ask me in the winter uh what what I think our chances are because once, you know, stuff starts catching up with teams, injuries, fatigue, that's when you see the real um you know, that's when the Finoala Fine mentality is gonna start kicking in near the second half of the season to see if we can keep pushing through.
0: Yeah, and there's going to be teams affected by the African Cup as well. I was just about to say that. Yeah, and we have to think about that, and uh, Napoli is going to be one of them. Um, so that could be a, a key point of the Serie A race, is how they uh, manage that situation. Um, Lucci, your uh, level of belief in Juve and where we can go.
3: Yeah, I'm still optimistic. Top four, I think, is, you know, very, very achievable. <sighs> Scudetto, I, I want to say yes, we're still in it. And yes, we can, you know, do it. Uh, I want to see how the next two matches go, though, because those are going to be huge. Um, you know, two contending teams really ahead of you that, you know, you got to get some points from. So if those go well, then, I we're, you know, you're right back in it. You're right near the top. So we'll see. Well, I'm... I'm I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm getting. I'm gaining confidence as as you know the wins continue to stack up. So hopefully we
1: can keep that up. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. There, there's also uh, one factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legre is a very patient manager. Just in general, he's you know when he talks, even when he talks about like the Champions League, right? He always talks about how you know it's, it's the group stage and then it's the round yeah. of sixteen, it's the quarterfinals, you know. So he that will go to the the players. You know, hey, you know, this is there's still a long way to go, you know, and he will, um, <laughs> he will uh, definitely have that instilled in them. And I think that'll help a lot.
0: Yeah. And uh, I love Eric's comment. Napoli will be affected
1: yeah. by Spalletti
0: being their coach.
1: I a hundred percent agree, Eric.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's uh, far too early. Like any making a great point here. It's a strong Serie A this season. Um, like Allegri said, it's easy to earn points and easy to lose points. I truly, truly believe, like, even with the teams amongst, there's so much parity that they're going to jump and hop around and whatnot. a top four, I'm not concerned about this season. Can we contend? I think so. I think so, for sure. I think come uh, the end of the winter there, we'll get a good, good gauge of uh, exactly where we stand um, come winter. But I think this team, they've got everything to do it um it was always just going to be a matter of putting it together and uh allegory starting to do just that and now the wins are coming the sense of belief in the players they always talked about it after the slow start too they just have to pick up their confidence but that comes when you start getting results now we're starting to get results so it's things are trending upwards um, which is good and you know what when you, there's this thing around juventus that i absolutely love but as we start to get stronger and as we start to get in the mix you see it start to affect the other guys mentally um yeah. and it just it just happens it just always does and uh i'm here for it and i'm gonna love every minute of it i love anthony's confidence that the scudetto <laughs> is uh inbound i hope so um and uh I believe they can do it for sure i uh 100 do because uh again we're seeing the amount of work that Allegri's done lou touched on it just how quick the mentality is starting to shift in something that i think we all believed was going to take a lot longer this team will continue to grow we are uh getting stronger um by the match and uh you know what yeah why not let's get that scudetto and bring it back bring it back where it belongs uh the snakes uh were gifted it uh at our own uh at our own uh, errors and whatnot won't happen again Juve's taking taken the scudetto i'm with you anthony whatever whatever he won one week of predictions can't be that bad eh can't be that bad
2: no we're going to do it
0: this was a massive massive victory though um looking forward to the international break everybody that's listening to this uh on audio Get over to YouTube, take part in these live chats, subscribe to the channel. And for the Azuri uh, lovers, we will have a pre-match live before the semifinal in Nations League against Spain. We're going to have a fun Azuri chat. And we're probably actually going to do it the day before um, and just talk Azuri, have a good Azuri chat, and then we will cover the match after and just talk about uh, that semifinal against Spain, which is hopefully a victory, and then look forward, hopefully... To a final, maybe they can add some more hardware, even if it's something nobody really holds that highly. When not is still always good. The big thing is, does the streak continue for the Azuri? We'll see. But uh, right now, I'm going to celebrate. Uh, we're going to enjoy the rest of our weekends. Massive thank you to our panel, uh, Lou, Chief Cliff, and Lou. Lou, don't let it be that long anymore. Uh, <laughs> Missed you around here. Good having you back. And uh thanks everybody who took part in the live. And uh as always, Forza Juve, fino alla fina. Okay, Torino is bianco nero, the way it's always been and always should be. Forza Juve, Fino alla Fina. We'll talk to you next time. Ciao.